Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural menstrual cycles, to improve health, and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I'm so glad you are listening today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something that has been on my mind recently, especially around the holiday time. However, this topic really applies for any time of the year. We're going to talk about the importance of being sensitive and tactful when discussing topics like fertility and family size. Now, as a background to this conversation, please remember that estimates are that about one in six women is dealing with infertility, and up to 30% of pregnancies can end in miscarriage. You never know when the person you are talking to may be one of those individuals. Now, when we're all around each other at the holidays, it's natural to be curious about each other's lives. But here's the deal. Some topics can be very touchy, like fertility or growing your family size, having more kids or deciding when you're done. Now, it might seem harmless to ask questions or make comments about someone's baby making plans, but this may trigger a real emotional roller coaster for some people. You never know what someone might be going through in regards to their fertility journey, and your words can have a significant impact on their emotional well being. Now, this applies both to people that already have children as well as those who do not yet have children. Remember, everyone's journey is unique, and there are countless reasons why someone may choose to delay starting a family or decide to have more children. It's crucial to respect these choices, even if they don't align with your own personal viewpoints. Working towards providing a safe space where someone feels comfortable sharing with you if and when they're ready should always be the focus. Being mindful of your words and actions in a way that prioritizes empathy when talking about these sensitive topics is crucial. Our love and support for each other should always come first. And by doing that, we'll create stronger and more understanding relationships. So rather than any one individual story of a past client today, I'd like to share some examples of many different comments that I have heard from clients of mine over the years. These comments are a collection of many different women and couples that shared with me how hurtful these statements had been along their journey. Some of these people had been struggling with infertility, secondary infertility, or recurrent miscarriages. Some of them were not sure if they were going to have more children, and some of them had large families and still wanted to grow them more. Now, there are many variations of these comments, and I would just encourage you to have an open mind in hearing this list. Please realize that while some of these statements may seem harmless and like you're just trying to be curious about someone else's life, they may trigger a wave of emotions in someone and stop the conversation in its tracks. So the first question is the general theme of, so when are you going to have kids? Or are you done having kids yet? You may not know that they have been trying to get pregnant and have been unable to do so. Perhaps they just had a miscarriage or are dealing with some emotional health concerns. Or maybe they just haven't decided yet if having kids or having more kids is the next right step. At any rate, forcing someone into this conversation can often require them to create an uncomfortable response or perhaps even create resentment for the person asking the question in the first place. One of my other least favorite questions is any variation of, you know how baby making works, right? 
While trying to be funny or cute, this can project insensitivity to what may be a very complex situation. Getting pregnant or having a child is different for everyone. And while it may be very simple and straightforward for some people, others may navigate many challenges and require multiple different levels of medical intervention in order to grow their family size. Other comments that clients have heard are in regards to their age and include anything from, you're not getting any younger, you know, or when I was your age, I already had three kids. First of all, these statements are definitely not helpful since we are all getting older all the time and it's not a factor we can change. Additionally, People that are dealing with infertility have a very keen awareness of their age and how that affects their reproductive health, as well as their chances for a healthy baby and a healthy pregnancy. One of the most common questions that clients ask me involves some discussion of their age and whether or not they are too old to get pregnant, so they definitely have an awareness of their age. Sometimes friends who have children can be exasperated with their own kids and make statements like, you know, you're so lucky you don't have kids. You can do whatever you want. Or it must be nice to have so much free time and money that you aren't wasting on kids. I can guarantee you that if the people on the receiving end of those comments are wanting to have children, that is definitely one of the last things they need to hear. They would love to have children at just about any cost of time or money. They don't necessarily need to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and they would not see a pregnancy as a burden of their free time. Another variation of comments that may seem harmless is, well, maybe you're just not meant to be parents, or maybe God has other plans for you. While some people may find this comforting within the context of a deeper conversation, everyone I have worked with who is dealing with infertility has already thought this at some point in time. Some of them have these thoughts early in their struggles with fertility, while others never give up hope of being a parent in some way. Either way, you never know where someone is along their path of seeking answers, and these statements may not be welcomed at their particular point in their journey. Another question we hear is, you know, stress can affect fertility. Have you tried relaxing more? Of course, just about everybody who doesn't live under a rock knows that stress affects fertility. For anybody out there who has tried to decrease their stress level, there is not a magic switch that you can just click off to eliminate your stress. We all know that. We all deal with physical and emotional stress in different ways. And I can guarantee you that family members or friends asking these kinds of questions does not lower someone's stress level. The final set of insensitive comments from my clients I'll share today is, well, have you thought about adoption? Or... I know someone who adopted kids and then they got pregnant. You know, I can guarantee you that people are that are going through the infertility process have most certainly considered adoption as a way to grow their family. They may have looked into it and discovered the reality that there can be an immense amount of time and money and heartache that can occur along that journey. The adoption process isn't for everybody and assuming that's an easy answer to a complex situation is misguided. Now, most of these comments stem from a lack of awareness about the complexities of fertility journeys, as well as different life choices. Instead, I would offer sensitivity and empathy as crucial when discussing such personal matters. 
What I know is that the emotional well-being of someone that is going through infertility is already quite fragile. Being faced with these additional conversations, especially in the setting of an already increased stressful time around the holidays, or seeing other family members that have children, can create another layer of emotions. Now, if you are someone who is on the receiving end of these comments, I would offer some suggestions for ways to respond that range from thought-provoking to snarky. Depending upon how you're feeling about the conversation, feel free to use any of these responses appropriately. I personally give you permission to just say, I'm not open to that conversation right now. Or, I prefer not to talk about personal matters. This is not being rude. It's just being direct and setting a boundary that helps keep you from entering into a conversation that you aren't wanting to pursue. Practice saying these things in the mirror until you can say it without feeling guilty about it. If you prefer to be a little more cheeky, you can always return their line of questioning by saying, well, why don't you tell me about your own personal and mental health struggles? How is your diabetes doing? You know, what has your doctor recommended to you about your weight and your stress levels? Or for older family members who ask if you're done having kids yet, you can just say, I'm not sure. Are you done having kids yet? Sometimes by helping others to see how ridiculous their comments or questions are by turning those questions back onto them, you can speak up for yourself and gently teach them about what is actually appropriate conversation. So I'd like to offer some alternative comments for those of you who have family members who you either know or suspect are dealing with infertility. These comments offer support and encouragement in a more open and empathetic tone. It may be something as simple as, I'm here for you, no matter what you're going through. Or, I can't imagine how challenging this might be for you. Other comments may be, I'm sending you positive thoughts or prayers or energy during this time. Let me know if there's anything specific I can do to support you. If someone has opened up a bit more in regards to their struggles with infertility, rather than trying to insert your own opinions or life stories, you could say, your journey is unique, and I respect and honor the path you're on. Let me know how I can be a positive part of it. And probably one of my favorite responses that you can share with people is, it's okay to not have all the answers right now, but I'm here to support you as you figure things out. Remember that active listening, empathy, and offering support without judgment are really important elements when having conversations about these sensitive topics. The significance of being somebody who's there and not being pushy about getting your own questions answered or pushing your own agenda is incredibly important. Realize that everyone's journey is unique along this path to parenthood or perhaps choosing not to be a parent. Remember that everybody's story is different than your own. So trying to share comparison stories can be challenging and even unwelcome. Even though you are meaning well, really the best plan of action is to just remain open and non-judgmental, being a safe place to be a listening ear. Try to meet people where they are as far as their willingness or readiness to talk. You know, everybody is different, and there are some people who are really vocal about their fertility struggles. And there are some people who don't really discuss it beyond their spouse and maybe their doctor. This doesn't mean that there's anything wrong one way or another. It's just that everybody processes things a little bit differently. 
trying to be mindful of those differences and respect those differences can really be the bonds that unite us and keep the good conversations going. I would love for you to share this episode with your friends or family members as a way to help bring awareness to this important topic. Whether these conversations happen around the holiday time or honestly any time we are gathered with our loved ones, realize that everybody's path, everybody's journey is a little bit different. And certainly, if it's appropriate for the conversation, I would love for you to share my information with your family member, and we can start from a place of working together to get some answers to any medical issues they may be experiencing. If you are ready to work with our elite team of healthcare professionals, go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to schedule a free discovery call with me and learn more about our package-based pricing for healthcare. We customize your treatment plan and include options to access a hormone coach, fertility awareness charting experts, a registered dietitian, a fertility acupuncture specialist, a health coach, and of course, all the medical care you need from me as a board-certified physician. We are currently able to see people for in-person appointments in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area, or can arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share this podcast with someone in your life who would benefit from our services. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more empowering content. I sincerely appreciate your support, and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.